Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello there, and welcome back to the Growing Through Grief podcast. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. I've been receiving so many insights about relationships lately. And as I continue to share about what it looks like to create a healthy relationship with yourself, I'm thinking about one of the most important relationships in our life. And that is with our children. That's how you can experience yourself more deeply. You can't experience yourself without others in your life. So how are you experiencing yourself through your children? Let's jump right into today's conversation. The relationship we are discussing today is the one that you're having with your adult children. And this conversation is for the moms. Yes, dads, siblings, and others. You can use this information to heal your relationships also. All you need to do is to change the players in the conversation. It's a little bit difficult for me to discuss this topic for so many reasons. And you'll understand what I mean by that as the conversation continues. This topic is not an easy one to speak about. When people hear the phrase, let go, in the same sentence as relationships, they automatically think you're referring to ending relationship with the other person. This is not about ending relationships. It's about redefining and changing the way you're currently experiencing your relationships. You can end a relationship with your children even if you try to. Now, I know some of you might disagree with me on this. You might end the physical interaction with your children, but the child will remain in your heart and mind forever. So we're talking about transforming the relationship, not ending it. We're talking about letting go of the old and bringing in the new. And even though the focus is on your grown children, I know from experience that you will likely grieve and have to let go some things when your younger children grow and experience puberty because they change. It's important that parents grow and change with them. It's important that you understand when it's appropriate for your now 13-year-old who used to cuddle up in bed with you wants nothing close to that these days. Sometimes our young people cringe when we try to hug them in public. That's funny, right? So grieve it, let it go. Find other ways to love your now teenager and almost young adult. 
Back to adult children. Is it time for you to grieve and let go of the way you currently relate to your children? Have you made the shift in the way you parent that used to be a young child who's now an adult? Are you still parenting that that adult child the same as you did when they were younger? Have you set boundaries for yourself and the adult person so that you can remain in a healthy relationship with each other? I've had a number of conversations recently with moms who are in abusive, dysfunctional relationships with their children. And there are other moms whose perception is the children have abandoned and left them behind. Here's a true story. A mother who tearfully spoke with such heartbreak and pain about the verbal abuse and bullying she's experiencing from her son. She's crippled with grief and the pain of having lost a child. She once knew who was kind and so, so loving. And she's losing herself in the process. She knows the time has come where she has to let that child go. She has to step back and take care of herself. She has to grieve and let go. Letting go could look so many different ways. Let's talk about the two ways of letting go that I offer to the clients who come to my practice. Way number one, I call it the both and journey. This is where the parent and the child agree to healing, growing, and transforming their life together. This will require a lot of courage and a knowledgeable counselor, therapist, coach, minister, or whomever you decide to work with. You can grieve the old, let it go, and welcome in a new relationship, a relationship that's better than the one you had before, provided you're willing to do the work. Here, both parties agree to grieve together, heal together, to heal everything. And that means a deep level of transparency, honesty, and vulnerability on both sides. Mom, you may be unaware of what has happened to your child, and vice versa. Children, you may be unaware of your mom's story. Bottom line, you both may be acting out old wounds. There's a painful reason that son is doing what he's doing because it's not natural for us to hurt each other. But regardless of the situation, there's a time where you must examine your relationships with other people while also keeping your eyes on you and looking at the relationship you're having with yourself. When you look more closely at the relationship you're having with other people, you will see and experience the one you're having with yourself. So way number two, this is where you're healing alone. Take care of you and the rest will follow. When you start healing, others will heal also. In fact, in way number one, I always suggest each person start with themselves first and then bring the other person into their sessions. Even though I'm speaking to moms about your relationships, dads, if you're listening, these tools can work for you and your children, your parents, your siblings, your colleagues, partnerships, whomever. This is about relationships of all kinds. Anyone else who's listening, if you hear something that resonates with you, try it out in your life. Maybe you need to work through something with your parents, your sister, your brother, whomever you're upset with. 
This information can be flipped around and used in any relationship. I heard this husband celebrating Mother's Day with his wife, and he talked so lovingly about how they enjoy parenting together. What a great mother she is. And the mother said she too was having fun raising their kids. And she went on to share she's not naive to the fact that they are not doing parenting perfectly. So no matter what we do, no matter how much we're there for our children, how hard we try, still there will be some unmet needs for the child. As parents, you absolutely can't meet all of your children's needs. So the wife jokingly said, I know when my kids get older, maybe 10 to 15 years later, they will be talking about how horrible we were as parents. And we think we're doing a good job. They will be talking about how we messed up their lives. So here's the thing. We do the best we can while we're doing it. And the part that we didn't get right, that's up for healing. It's up for healing, people. It helps neither the parent or the children to be victims for the rest of their life. Heal it with or without each other. The healing is for you anyways. So take 100 responsibility for your healing. Mom, you may not have an adult living in your home abusing you verbally as the mother I mentioned earlier with the abusive son. You may be experiencing something different. You may be allowing your adult children to be takers, take, 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 and give nothing back. Or they may be shamers and blamers, blaming you for their life not working. That too can be abusive. You too can choose to step into your power and know who you are in the relationship, in all of your relationships. So choose way number one where you're healing and growing together, or way number two, you're healing separately. Moms, know this. The best gift you can ever give your children is the gift of healing. Ideally, you want to start your healing process before or as you're raising your children. Model healing for your children. Keep healing yourself, grow, and expose your children to images of what it looks like to heal and grow. The gift of healing is the best gift you can give your children. And if you didn't give it to them when you were raising them, it's never too late. You can do it now. Everybody, every single person in this world experienced some form of ACEs. What is ACEs? ACEs is an adverse childhood experience such as the loss of a parent or grandparent, incarceration of a parent, losing your favorite pet, bullying, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, the list goes on. Those experiences shaped who you are today. They determine how you raise your children, how you speak to your children, how you parent your children. So do your work first. Heal yourself. Then support your children if they allow you to. If they don't want your support, encourage them to seek support from others. I will say it one more time. The greatest gift you can give your children is the gift of healing. You can give them the gift 
as you're raising them or even after you raise them. And as they watch your personal growth, they too will want something different for their life. And when that happens, the dysfunction, the blaming, and the shaming on each other will disappear. I believe those two ways of healing and grieving will shift the direction of your future together. But as I said earlier, it will require vulnerability and transparency. It will heal the past, the present, so that the future is brighter. Are you feeling invisible? Are you sliding through life feeling hopeless and wishing someone would come along and save you? Is it time to stop wishing and time to get busy living life, creating what you desire, living a victorious life of fulfillment in a community with other compassionate hearts, healing, growing, transforming into your greatest potential? Sign up now for the next course, Growing Through Grief System, a holistic and compassionate approach to limitless growth and healing. Visit www.coachingtotheheart.org to learn more. Celebrate yourself, your life, and your legacy. We are growth seekers, mastering the game of life and creating a different reality beyond grief and loss. What should happen if you're at a point where you really do have to walk away from the relationship? It's not a situation where your child is interested in healing themselves. They are not interested in looking, exploring, examining, or even getting curious about how they're showing up in the relationship, how they're showing up in the world. They're fine with things just as they are. Being dysfunctional is fine for them. Everything is about you, the other person, not them. What needs to happen is you continue to focus on you. If you're already in some type of healing and growth process, it's time to go deeper. Trust me, I know from experience, grieving your children will take you to places you don't want to go. But because you love you so much, you do it anyway. You do it afraid. You will grieve the loss of the relationship you once knew with your children. You will grieve the loss of so many things. And here's the part that may be surprising and excruciating for you. Here's a key point. So if you're taking notes, you want to write this down. As you begin to grieve the loss... Grieve the change in the relationship. Painful memories from decades ago will pop up in your mind. You push them down at the time they happen because you were not ready to deal with them. But guess what? The body remembers everything and it will bring those memories up. The body keeps score. Know that the memories are simply coming up for you to heal them. The body knows you're ready to heal them. Maybe you experience one of the five stages of dying that Kuba Ross developed for her clients. She said a dying person will go through five stages during their transition. Denial, anger, bargaining, 
depression, and acceptance. Grief experts shared grievers might, not will, might go through one or all of those five stages after a significant loss. And you may have gone through one or all of those stages during struggling moments in relationships with your children. You will go through some things. And as you grieve your children, as you grieve the loss of the relationship as you knew it, as you experienced it in the past, as you would like for it to continue, you may start remembering all those situations you pushed down, you denied, even though they were clearly in right there in your face. So one of the stages you may have experienced throughout the relationship with your child is denial. You notice certain things in the relationship, but because you didn't want to interrupt the relationship, you didn't want to detach from your child. You wanted to stay in that relationship with them, so you simply ignored their behavior. You knew they were being disrespectful in many ways, but you ignored it. Raising my hand, what about you? You denied it and you pushed it down. Now you can't deny it any longer. It's time to grieve it and let it go. Make grieving and letting go a practice. Stop denying the truth about situations. Don't deny it any longer. Just be with it. Another stage of your grieving process might, I say might, be anger. The key word is might. Not everyone will experience anger. I don't know about you, but anger is not my go-to emotion. Yet, there might be times when you need to go there, get angry about some things. Here's the key. You want to do it with your counselor, not with your children, not the other person. Process the anger with someone you trust. What about bargaining? What does bargaining look like? You made an agreement to respect each other. You set boundaries for the relationship, yet the other person disregarded them without apology. What about depression? If you don't deal with those emotions, if you depress them, you push them down, they could potentially turn into depression. And the best of all to me is acceptance. This is my favorite. The ability to accept what is, is so, so freeing. Accepting who you are, accepting who your children are. You gotta know what you're working with and heal the parts of you that's not working for you. You can heal together. If not, heal by yourself, save yourself, forgive yourself first, then forgive them. Dance with the beat of self-discovery. Discover yourself in the process. It's always about you. It's still about the relationship that you're having with yourself. So go ahead. Learn more about you as you grieve the loss of a relationship with a child. Focus on your grief, your unique way of grieving. Look at how you grieve. Look at how you show up. Look at what makes you angry. Look at what makes you happy. What breaks your heart? Know your grief will be different from mine. Grief is like your fingerprint. It's uniquely different from others. Your fingerprint is nothing like mine. 
that is true for your grief process. So keep grieving, keep letting go, make it a practice, a daily practice. Recognize when grief shows up. Now here's another key point to write down if you're taking notes. The reason you grieve when someone dies or even when there's a death of a relationship, the reason you grieve is to let go. Grief is not just a process of feeling sadness. It's the process of letting go because you have to let go in order to go on living, right? If you don't grieve it, you will compulsively try to hold on to the person and the relationship as you once knew it. So grieving is critical. Grieving is essential. Recognize when you are grieving something or someone. Say to yourself, oh, I'm grieving this. Be clear about what is happening. Be clear about what you're grieving. Be clear about your emotions. Now let it go and release it. And you will wake up one morning and say, ah, this is good. You would just love everything and everybody, no matter what. You would feel such freedom in your heart. So your new responsibility is to grieve and let go. Grieving and letting go. That's your job. Moms, allow your children to be grown-ups. They've heard your voice all of their lives. We frame from giving them advice unless they ask for it. In fact, give no advice even if they do ask for it. They have the answers inside of them. Ask them what is it they want. What do they think should happen in the situation? And reflect back to them what they said. If it doesn't make sense to them, ask them more powerful questions until they come up with their own answer. That way they're taking 100% responsibility for their lives. They're responsible for the decisions they make. I'm talking about myself here. That's been one of the most difficult challenges for me. My children ask for advice and I give it to them. Not a good idea in some cases. Just not a good idea. So set some boundaries for yourself. You raise your children to be independent, responsible adults. Allow them to go out into the world and spread their wings. Some children are still actively involved in their parents' life. And then there are some children who just disappear. Some children are in and out of their parents' life. Now, if that's not what you want from your children as a parent, have that difficult conversation with them. Ask for what you want. It doesn't mean you will get it, but ask. Grow together if it's possible. If not, if growing together is not possible, mom, model what love looks like, what unconditional love looks like. And unconditional love doesn't mean that you continue to accept the abusive behavior, the in and out of your life. It doesn't mean that you accept the blaming and shaming. That's not unconditional love. Don't violate your own heart by going along to get along. Unconditional love is not accepting whatever or however people show up in your life, especially if it's hurtful. If their behavior is unacceptable, love them from a distance. 
Also, be prepared for the outcome. There may be seasons in your life when you feel completely alone, lonely, isolated, maybe even rejected. You might believe your children don't know you. They don't understand you. And they haven't been willing to take the time to really get to know you and understand you. Don't do this alone. Get support. Even if you only have one person in your life, lean on that one person. And be sure to seek out a trusting counselor, minister, therapist, coach, someone who is safe to be with. If you feel safe enough, get in a community. Connect with a community of women you feel safe with who's going through similar issues, grief and loss. Then you can rejoin with your children and relationship with a clean heart. Hopefully your children are doing their work too. Just remember to no longer blame and shame. Once you blame the other person, the conversation is pretty much over. Nobody wants to be blamed. Blaming another does not move the needle towards healing for either party. Take responsibility for your pain, for your emotions. You can spend the rest of your life blaming somebody else. Mom, it's okay to confrontate your children, meaning you confront them with care. You help them grow. You help them transform their life if possible. Now, I realize that's not always possible. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of information about relationships with your children. That's big, right? So in closing, I hope you got something from this conversation. You can listen to this conversation and learn how to heal any type relationship with yourself and others. I shared at the beginning of our conversation that some of you will likely have to step away to back away from your children. You might feel your heart is not safe with them. Your children keep breaking your heart over and over and over again. But don't just back away. Don't spend that time away blaming and shaming the other person. Spend that time healing yourself and encourage your children to do the same. The two of you can come back into a relationship as two whole individuals. Regardless of what your decision is, know that the love you have in your heart for your children will never die. It may get covered up. You may not be able to access that love because of everything that's going on. But just like the love you have for yourself, it never dies, no matter what happens in your life. The same is true for your children. You will always love them. That will never go away, never the key is to keep loving you first, keep healing, keep growing, and spread that love everywhere, especially to your children whenever possible. Growth never stops, and neither should you. Grow in your relationship, your finances, your social life, your health, your career, your business. Grow in life overall. Growth never stops, neither should you. I hope to see you right here next week at the same time. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, 
please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.